0: Welcome to another episode of Jungle Coffee Coalition podcast. Um, Today we're going to dive a little bit into our separate worlds and talk about how the coffee harvest and how the market is affecting things and just kind of get some field updates uh, from our three areas. Uh, Today we had today from... Calzada Coffee uh, planned to join us and um, give us a few updates as our boots on the ground. But she's on the farm and they have very intermittent signals for internet. So uh, she's just going to have to join us a little bit later and give us some updates from where she's at uh, once she's back in the city with a stronger internet connection. Um, But today, uh, we'll focus on what's happening in Vietnam, Thailand, and the Philippines from the perspective of your three gracious hosts. Yes. Welcome,
1: guys. (laughs) We chatted, just the three of us. Welcome to us. (laughs)
2: Welcome ourselves. Our guests couldn't join us. So yeah, Yeah,
0: it's been a while since I've had uh, any updates from you guys about the work that we're doing. Um, it's all been very guest heavy, uh, which is good. but let's uh, let's have a, a little bit of an introspective look. So uh, in in Vietnam, of course, as is the case everywhere, uh, the coffee, the sea market uh, is really kind of just throwing a wrench in a lot of the quality uh, initiatives that we've had going on for the past few years. These high prices, uh, for those of us who aren't familiar with how aggregating and buying on the farm level uh, works, usually the quality-oriented producers, you know, will will kind of work based on a lot of promises, and you know, it, we can have contracts in place and things, and usually uh, verbal agreements are enough. But this year with prices going the way they did, a lot of farmers in Vietnam specifically decided to just sell into the commercial market. The prices were there. The labor required for commercial coffee is much lower. Uh, So uh, what we had was a lot of farmers strip picking and just selling a huge mix of different colored cherries into the commercial market, leaving very little for the specialty interested buyers to have access to. And so uh, what we're all seeing is very reduced specialty supply and a very competitive commercial market. And uh, I've even had commercial traders reach out to me asking if I knew of any just good Arabica around, not even specialty. And I just kind of have to connect them with exporters and say, good luck <laughs> because, uh, the supply is just, uh, really stretched at the moment for every level in the Dalat region in Lamdong province. We've had, you know, it's a, you know, coffee is a biennial crop. So one year you'll have a really nice size yield. And then the following year, the trees kind of take a rest and produce a lot less. And so we're in, in that part of the cycle right now here. So compounding with all of the weird market movements, we've had a lower yield overall. And so there's just less coffee. But the story in the north is a little bit more optimistic. Up in Sun La and Danbin Bien province, um, I've heard from people there that they had a really decent harvest and that there's uh, plenty of that coffee around and available. So... Maybe if any of you are buyers listening right now and you're interested in Vietnamese Arabica, ask about the coffees from Sun La and you might have a little bit better luck than searching for Dalat Arabica right now. And I think uh, climate-wise, weather-wise uh, in Dalat, there still, there's still a little bit of rain coming through, even though we're wrapping up the harvest at this point. And so... People without the resources to dry their coffee in covered areas or with machines uh, have had a real challenge keeping keeping things moving along like they normally do. And you know, I think from the farmers' perspective, they have they have expected this. They've been watching the the climate patterns over the past few years, uh, rains creeping more and more into the actual harvest time. And, uh, you know, it, was, it just kind of followed their expectations. And so I had noticed a lot of uh, producers building more uh, covered drying areas uh, over the last year. And thankfully, they were prepared a little bit for, for these smaller harvests. Hopefully, they'll be able to kind of bulk up and be able to handle bigger volumes next year, which is, you know, fingers crossed for all of that. On the ground here, people are very intrigued with special processes, um, and so that's kind of been a, um, a an interesting experiment, I guess I could say. Uh, had some very weird, funky coffees that tasted augmented or adulterated, and and then I've also had some very nice uh, traditional washed and natural processed coffees. So. It's a, it's a little bit all over the place um, people are just trying all kinds of things out and uh, it's kind of a it's a fun time to be in coffee here
1: yeah, it sounds really fun and I'm sure like a lot of the more experimental lots will be purchased internally right like a lot of these cafes will be interested in yeah in serving those
0: I, I don't think any of these experimental Lots are large enough to export. Um, so unless people are air freighting, you know, ten kilograms of of a coffee somewhere, um, you're probably not going to see these coffees outside of Vietnam. Um, although they're numerous in the domestic market.
1: Yeah. What's happening in Thailand, Faudi?
0: Thailand,
2: it's it's as tough year. Ever by um, by many standards, uh, by by many people, people have said that. Uh, I mean that the situation in Thailand is a bit. I mean it's not unique. It's very similar, actually, to what Will has said. Uh, but we are mostly the impact is indirectly uh, with the world price and COVID. Uh, you know the yield in Brazil is down. The world price goes up. Thailand actually is never sold coffee on based on the world price. It's, it's always whatever uh, you're willing to pay. But then we are, I just realized that we are actually dictated by the world price too because we produce about 20,000 tons of, of coffee, but we need about 70,000 tons of consumption per year in the country. So that missing gap, 50,000 something tons, actually are mostly filled by smuggled coffee from Laos. And then when Laos prices increase because its Laos is pegged to the world price, right? The farmers in Laos, uh, mill in Laos, you know, would rather export the coffee to 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 Japan to other countries. Uh, so those uh, smugglers, uh, people, importers, traders who have been bringing bringing in Laos coffee you know, don't see it less. Don't see the incentive to bring them in. Uh, usually, the prices in early in past years actually the price difference is half. You know, you can buy Lao coffee for half the price of Thai coffee. So the big commercial roaster have been relying on this uh, Lao coffee to fill in the demand, so that that free up Thai coffee uh, for a higher price point, and then you know, freeing up that that uh, supply for for specialty coffee roaster. But the fact that now there is no Lao coffee because the yield is down, price is up, uh, because. Covid makes just makes it the border harder to cross, so everyone competes to secure the Thai supply and then the price is, is highest as it has ever been the the sherry price went up by forty fifty percent. so we are struggling struggling a lot, but then you know now we have to negotiate with the farmers uh, you know when they sell parchment when some people even sell green to our to us and then we we resort, we repack the the coffee. We, we ask that the increase be done on a conversion basis. For example, if it, the one baht increase in cherry price would mean a five baht increase in the parchment price and seven to eight baht increase in, in the green price. So we ask the increase to be like that, you know, in net terms, not percentage, because if it goes up by 50 percent, 40 percent, then no one will be able to afford. We will not be able to export the coffee. So that what you call negotiation process is really tough on me. I think we, I never really negotiate with with farmers because I feel like I feel like you know they the, the bottom uh, of of the supply chain and 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 this year is, is tough from an ethical moral perspective too. And then I I just feel that capitalism is really how how much you're willing to <laughs> you know to be tough. And, and then it, it's really tough on me because because then now I have to. We have to negotiate in in, in that sense, uh, but but we'll be okay. Uh, the yield is down, but there will be some coffee to be exported, but a lot less than before. And, and those people who don't uh, plant in advance, I think will be will be in trouble. And I I told them the big companies that I work with, you know, uh, abroad they plan their green storage for for two years. <laughs> so I think. I think thinking about you know stocking as much as you can right now is probably a good strategy, and then I think next year will be worse. I this year, this year the yield is down because, it's, like we will say, it's a biennial crop. It's supposed to be a low yield year anyway, but you know we are affected by some diseases as as well, anthracnose that clump uh, you know, dry berries that, that don't fully, will never get fully fully ripe. We have been affected by that. Harvest rain. Uh, I think climate change has really, really created that unpredictable rainfall because normally there shouldn't be any harvest rain right now. And we should be able to do some, uh, you know, high end specialty processing, natural honey and and the harvest rain kill all that, uh, destroy all the crops. I don't know if, if the listener are familiar what happened during harvest rain. It's not just the drying process. It's when, you know, when... When there's harvest rain, and uh, when, when the sherry is becoming ripe, fully ripe, then it the tree will suck up the water, and then the sherry will, will be really moist and really fully full with, coffee, uh, with water, and it will burst. It will not be able to withstand that that, that pressure, and then and then after the when the sherry bursts, then it start fermenting, start the sugar start uh, being destroyed, so you can't really do much with that. So we we lost a lot of crop from that. So so it's really a tough year. And it, it may get tougher next year because you those those yields that are down, those treaters are destroyed from, from diseases and then we don't really know when when it will come back to normal. I I thought last year was tough. This year is tougher and I think it will get tougher and tougher every year. <laughs> Coffee has never been Every year you wish for a perfect year, you know? A good year, good market, but then there will always be something that you that you deal with and it seems more difficult every year. Yeah.
1: And you thought like the challenges were already fixed. You're like, Yes, I have problem solved all of these things. I know what will happen and what we'll do when this arises. But yeah. somehow there's a new challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
2: I mean, I but, but on 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 the processing side, I mean, they are a lot more creative. I think mean, I don't know if that is a good thing. You know, you can see it as a good thing. And you know? also sometimes you can see it as as too much experimentation. You know, what we are seeing, like you know, triple anaerobic yeast enhanced nutrient added natural. You know, <laughs> I, I think there will be some really exciting coffee that will either score an 88 points or 78 points by some people i think i think yeah, there'll be a lot of those <laughs> so so i'm excited to cop some of these it's, the harvest is finishing uh, unusually early early this year because of the harvest rain destroying crops so i think we're we moving toward the end of the harvest now the challenge will be the roaster are just releasing our coffee from last year which, which has been delayed and then I think some people haven't released it yet, and they will already be cupping the new harvest without knowing how how the last crop have been sold. I think that will be a challenge. So, so I think we will see some friends skipping a year of Thai coffee. I think. Uh, so so if you're listening, you know, be be ready to cup some coffee before you finish using <laughs> the the crop that you have now, uh, just because the year, the the harvest is unusually early this year. Yeah and look look forward to please look forward to some of these special process but we always need help supporting the non-normal process there can't be special process without that buyers who buy 83 84 point good okay wash coffee for for single origin for for blend I think everyone coexists everyone needs to help each other I think
1: um, Vadri, have you already informed some of your uh, export buyers about the challenges on the farm level, or if it's going to affect uh, final green price, or is that something um, beans buyer is mitigating on the farm and like processing level?
2: I think uh, we we have not, um, but. But I think our increase will be commensurate with other origins or less. Even I think we were cutting our margin down uh, by 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 quite a bit. But I think it's also an opportunity for Thai coffee too, in the sense that if I we we don't increase in relative term as much as other origin, then then Thai coffee will be will seem cheaper, you know. <laughs> so 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 I'm I'm hoping for that. So let's see how the market will answer that i think but i think the roaster will because last year we subsidized the shipping cost uh, in terms of we already agree on price with the buyer before we realize that that the the shipping price you know more than quadruple uh, so we we subsidize a lot of most of the shipping cost increase so i think this year if we don't if we have to if we increase the the green price a lot more and the buyer have to Pay more for shipping, I think that Thai coffee may be too expensive for for most buyers, so I think we are we're gonna increase less and not not commensurate to the uh, it is not commensurate to to the cherry price increase uh, but then the buyers will have to to bear that cost of shipping which will be a lot more I think. Yeah.
1: this year yeah. Yeah, no, I think so too. So updates on the Philippines side, yeah. you know, from uh, last year, we were so excited at Calzada to finally ship our very own container um, to the US. Uh, it wasn't filled, but it's like a great step for, I think, our origin, more buyers, increasing amounts purchased by our current partners. And this year, We uh, finalized another mill in Mindanao, so we have like four micro mills. So we're, you know, diversifying our uh, our areas, and hopefully we were hoping to increase also our volume and take on more clients. And for us, we've never—it's always been an issue of supply, not necessarily demand. And so um, we were, you know, touching base with other clients uh, that we were hoping to bring on this year with hopes for an increased volume to fill up the container. And what we're finding similar to Vietnam and Thailand is that production is low. We're at the mill. We're currently almost at the tail end of harvest. And we're at 35, 40% of what we produced last year. And so we've been touching base with other private estates and other larger farm areas to see if we could purchase from green from these farms. Also looking at fine robusta in Mindanao because that is an area where there is more robusta supply. And so we're increasing that and already being uh, touching base with our current customers to just give them a heads up um, that this is, you know, we're at the lowest in terms of production we've ever experienced um, since, I would say this our sixth harvest in starting calzada, sixth or seventh. And and so we're just preparing them for that. Um and also some of the commercial buyers in the south have also increase their green prices for um, commercial grade Robusta. So we're seeing it in all levels. I and mean, we're trying to experiment in um, up north in Benguet, um, doing some anaerobic processes and, um, you know, doing some yeast fermentation. But again, similar to you guys, it's going to be a couple bags here and there. It's not our main production. Um, and we don't even have a lot of coffees to play around with. So there's going to be local competition with the growing demand for specialty locally, more roasters in the Philippines. Um, but our goal has always been export because we were unsure how the market in the Philippines with the pandemic could take on like some of our um, our price points, right? It's like low production, high operational costs based on like geographically where, you know, we're an archipelago. Um, we have a production in the south of Mindanao, and then in Luzon. So we need to consolidate our coffees before shipping. So those are sort of all of our challenges. But we've been mindful of being communicative with our current customers. But we may not—we're not looking for new buyers this year, right? Maybe one bag at most to a new client, because our, our priority is to really be able to sell to our current customers so so yeah we're trying to figure out the numbers on our end um but i think since we're not relying on like the world market and our price points has been high based on the volume we can actually produce our our partners are very uh much aware that it's um my pricing is going to stay the same if not go up a little bit this year
0: wow
2: so 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 the cherry price and this doesn't increase in, in the Philippines?
1: No, the cherry, we increased um, cherry prices in the Philippines in our mills um, in the south, but up north, no, we did not increase the cherry prices. We've just been um, competitive with mm. the local cherry prices with the other mm. um, buyers as well, mm. but just the volume everywhere is low.
2: Mm. What about the. It- the, the local demand, uh, I'm sure that you don't produce enough for the local demand, right? Um, yeah. But then those coffee that will come into the Philippines will be more expensive.
1: Yes, I'm right? pretty sure. I haven't touched base with any of my network of roasters in Manila, but I think they're going to see an increase in import costs for for green, especially for specialty, right?
2: So, mm. Interesting. I, I would mm-hmm. expect that 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 increase from a import coffee would somehow transfer to the Filipino coffee too because it's related, you know. When, when for example, if you indoor, import Indonesian coffee, price of Indonesian coffee increase, every, the incentive for people to use import will be less and then they, they'll feel mm-hmm. like, oh, they can buy. Indo- local. Uh, uh, yeah, local too. So every, yeah. everything increased. I mm-hmm. think that's the effect we see in Thailand. Um, it's the same yeah. with, with pork price here. The pork price increase, And then, you know, people don't buy pork. People compete to buy chicken. The chicken increases too. <laughs> so, so I saw I all these <laughs> crops and I'm learning so much, uh, you know, about economics 101 in the uh, actual yes. ec- economic 101. Yeah. yeah,
1: Yeah, pricing going up. I mean, it's just the volume, right? It's like everywhere around the world, the volume is low. I, don't, I haven't heard... J- of other origins that aren't having the same mm-hmm. production issues as us. Mm-hmm. Have you guys heard from yeah, your network?
0: It's, uh, it's very much the same. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty much everywhere. It's, I, I mean, I would say except Brazil, but I think even Brazil is experiencing new challenges. So um, I we buy quite a bit of um, Brazilian, like 83 point blenders and um we've noticed a jump in the price uh you know i would i had to say percentage wise like 20 to 30 percent higher across the board Um, and then for specific lots it's gone up as much as a full dollar um uh compared to what we were paying last year not just a dollar per pound yeah yeah um and uh and so it you know, it's not the case everywhere, but uh, everything has gone up. And so I, I guess that brings a question on sort of the optimistic side. Do you guys think that this year's realities are kind of setting buyers up to have more realistic price expectations? Do you notice a lot of pushback from buyers on the current price? Or are they a bit more accepting on increases at this point? Because of what's happening around the world?
2: I think I think the because the fact that it's in, everywhere increases I think I think people are are expecting that I think people will be okay you either be in coffee business or not I think I think I think a lot of people are facing that 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 dilemma so I, I think that that will be okay I think it's but then I think the price correction I I don't think it may not come down from my perspective and and that's why I never say anything publicly about this price increase in in thai because i feel like it should be this way you know so i i will just need to survive figure my way out because i feel like farmers has been uh, paying too low for a long time so i think maybe this is this is their their time to to recorrect to to adjust it to that expectation so i think in that sense i think we we should be happy for for people who are you know before us in the supply chain and It would just be us having to adapt to different things and you know negotiate a little bit more. But 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 I think it's it's a good thing. I think eighty four eighty five points should be three dollars plus. For, yeah, yeah. So, so three dollars per pound plus. I think I think that that's a good thing. It's about roster now. Are they willing to cut margin or they're gonna pass on that cost to? To, to the consumer and how much of that cost can can be passed it, it's a number of games and, and a decision to be made <laughs> yeah
0: do you think uh, do you guys think that there's like a, a also a benefit in terms of planning um, do you think people are gonna take this this year and last year and kind of make a plan for next year that kind of hedges prepares them to deal with uh, more challenges next year um, I, because at least the, uh, the the situation here is in terms of planning is that there's not a lot of it um, on the producer side. Producers are quite reflexive or reactive to market prices and um, they'll cut all kinds of corners when the price hits the right point and just strip and sell. Um, and it, so, you know, the, kind of the... Uh, if we want really ripe cherries, we need producers who are waiting for a better price, right? <laughs> and as they wait, the cherries ripen. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I've i definitely noticed more people talk about things in a long-term sort of mindset, uh, way more this year than last year. And so I guess that's like a little bright, optimistic point in all of this is that Planning and price expectations are going to improve.
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean the challenge will be the challenge when the commercial is really expensive, and then the those who have been doing specialty at the current commercial price feel like they lose out, relatively speaking. You know, I think that's that's the challenge because, for example, the the market for parchment in Thailand it is hundred. I, we have been beating the market every year right? and the farmers who work with us feel like, oh, they get paid more and they do better. Their parchment price is higher, processing, they put their effort, they get more than the market. So if someone go up and buy, ask to buy something, they will, they will that price will be, will be lower than their, their quality. But now when the commercial price goes up and then the people who are doing really good stuff doesn't increase, doesn't get paid more than the, the commercial stuff. I think that that feeling, when when yeah. when in reality everyone still wins. You know what I mean? Like it's still higher for everyone, but but people yeah. think people think in relative term, in relative gains yeah. term. That my neighbor doesn't do as good as me, but he's getting paid uh, equal to me. I think yeah. that 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 hurts.
1: And if, yeah, if, they're, if they've if they taken their time to wait until the cherry is yeah. ripe and they've learned the processes of specialty and you do additional work and the pricing remains mm-hmm. the same or similar to someone doing commercial, why do the extra effort? Yes,
2: right? yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so and, cool. and then there are buyers who like buy before even the parchment are dry. You know, and then just yeah. to spe- speculate, buy first, and then try it again at some other places because just to secure the stuff, so and and they're buy- buying at a really high price. So so we really uh, out of choice, and, and I sometimes I, I don't know what to do. Sometimes it's okay yeah. if they, to not compete and, and give up.
0: <laughs> I think compounding the uh, that price and um, I guess relativism issue mm-hmm. is the uh, labor challenges mm-hmm. here in Vietnam this year. Yes. Um, there's just fewer and fewer pickers available. And mm-hmm. uh, and so the producers I know are just kind of thankful that the market is willing to pay such a high price for less than perfect cherry mm-hmm. and, um, and just kind of going with that flow. Uh, so I, I see that as like the major negative is uh, these quality improvements that we've been able to slowly make over the years just kind of go out the window when mm-hmm. the market behaves this way mm-hmm.
1: yeah. do you guys have any labor concerns in thailand to too Haudi, especially with the borders yes. kind of closed and not being able to hire yes. like not getting coffee from laos but also perhaps like cheaper labor as well right
2: yes yes uh yes because from from Myanmar mostly uh, because of the cool what uh, where, uh where the cool and the ethnic minorities are fighting the the junta uh, they are being the minorities are being called back from the Thai side to fight so <laughs> so they're going back to 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 fight and, and they can't really cross back because of the the borders closure so so it, the political situation in Myanmar is affecting Thai laborers a lot and then even like I said one bot, Increase in in, in, in labor cost or picking cost would mean eight baht increase in, in the final price of the green bean. Uh, that that is quite a lot actually. <laughs> so 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 yeah. So so the labor is, is really tough. For the past few years, we have been you know when I started eight years ago, the pickers were were Thai. Um, we were family members when the production increase, when, when the Thai people, Thai city or the land farm owners uh, move up the social economic ladder, the, the, the people who come to pick, they are able to hire labor from, from, from Myanmar now. So they become they become an entrepreneur businessman now. So they hire pickers. But now but now that is missing. So it's back to their families and Thais and Thais will want to get paid more. So so that that is also why the prices increase as well
0: yeah Yeah. that's that's also had an effect uh, a positive effect here locally on imported coffee and Mm -hmm. so now that the prices have kind of just gone up everywhere uh, with domestic coffee uh imported coffee seems a bit more doable for -hmm. a lot of buyers Mm -hmm. and and so this is actually a good moment for specialty in vietnam Mm -hmm. Uh, for domestic players because they're able to get, you know, comparable um, pricing for um, different and more varied, interesting coffees from elsewhere. And so, uh, mission-wise, that's that's helping me out here a bit. But uh, it's it's also a little bit concerning when I'm looking at the domestic production. Um, I heard a rumor about Thai tariffs on imported coffees going down. Um, really? Has that happened yet? Um, I I
2: no. I I don't know where you hear that from. But I, ah, I I don't I'm, I don't hear that. But but it, I'm gonna have to check my sources. But it could be it could be because you know because a low produ- low production in Thailand and the already high price point by the world market. So so adding more tariff will mean n- no coffee for, for for Thai cafe for Thai roaster and then I think that hurts the economy more. So. I mean, logically, it would make sense if, if, if at least this year they they lower the tariff, because if they lower the tariff, right? I mean, it's probably some some big buyers here complaining to the government that oh, Thai price is so expensive now, and if you don't, don't if you lower the tariff, more Laos will come in, more Laos will come in, Thai price will go down. I think someone yeah. is thinking that lobbying the government that oh lower the tariff so so more foreign coffee will can come in so the price high price will come down i think i think someone is doing that it, it's a very zero sum i feel from from the farming if you look up from the farmer perspective this is this is good this is this is our year from the buyer's perspective it, it it's not not so much because of the cost increase so, so it's really Uh, Whose hat you are wearing, you know, it's 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 a tough and and the specialty coffee association of Thailand They wear two hats in Thailand. It's really weird, right? I mean if you have specialty coffee association of the US of, of Europe of Japan They don't produce so they represent buyer. They represent roaster in those countries You don't really need to care about about farmers, but 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 yeah, but in Thailand it's like we We represent both farmers and we represent both buyers, so, so so it's like really hard to balance. But I, I serve in the Specialty Coffee Association committee, so so what do we say? This is the farmer years, you know. So 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 no one really say anything. So, so it's like just just have to survive. So it, it's it's funny. Yeah.
1: When do you find that balance, right? Where yeah. the farmer it is always a farmer's year, and it's moving like everyone's moving towards the same direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know when will we f- have that equilibrium.
2: Yeah. Right? I mean I, I think I think this is this may be a good equilibrium for price adjustment. Farmers get paid globally. more globally, yeah. yeah. But someone will lose out. Like I think wow. I think at the end
1: it could be the consumer, right? But then I think the consumer is will be willing to pay the price.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I think so. I think
2: eventually it will be that but, if, but also I mean, if we're talking about sustainability if we're talking about paying farmers more, the buyers at the end, the big roaster, big cafes who are making profit will need to make less profit right I mean I mean it, 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 it's zero sum. I mean if you if you want sustainability, if you're not willing to make less financial profit it, yeah it, it doesn't well, yeah, it, yeah. Do, it doesn't it doesn't follow it's a trade off if if you want sustain if you want to pay farmers more your cost will increase it's a matter of whether you want to pass that on to consumer and sell less but but you um, you must be willing to make less to do that. profit less margin to make it to, to have that op- option of it working i mean and people like to think that you know it's a win-win situation you know you can you can be sustainable and you can make financial profit as well I don't think that is always the case. I think I think big companies, big buyers, cafes that we know of will need to make less margin for farmers to be better off, at, at least willing to do that. The best case scenario will be win-win, you know. Um, everyone makes higher margin, but someone, someone will need to make less money to make it work.
0: Yeah. It's a big challenge. And, you know, to top it all off, you know, a, a lot of what we call like the... Uh, Logistics mm-hmm. and shipping crisis yep. is actually shipping companies being opportunistic, right? People will pay this much because they want it, and so we'll charge them yeah, even higher I, prices, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's causing kind of that's compounding the mm-hmm. problem even more. So you know, it's it's basically like who's who's willing to mm-hmm. make a little bit less. So the mm-hmm. other players
2: can make it's more. It's a
0: negotiation
2: uh-huh. game without really negotiating, because <laughs> last year, yeah, because last year we have to leave the container, or else we won't make. We, we we need cash to 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 keep continuing. So we had no choice. So to, but but to to pay more and, and leave, and then I think it's a, a it's an epiphany of, from by the shipping industry, right, the freight industry that. You know, we charge as much and people are still willing to pay. So, so, so why, why lower the price? It's like a game theory as well, right? I mean, I, I, if no one pay more, no one uses, then, then, then they can't increase. But if, if one person increased, then they realize there's a market, then it will never come down. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. it's like if, if everyone collude and then gang up on the shipping company, then everyone wins out. But, but then everyone can't talk, then, then. It's the same thing with, with buying parchment as well, I and mean, in farmers. Are, oh, the, the one another phenomenon that is happening, I think, everywhere too is that people are willing to sell less cherries to to processing facility and processing themselves because parch, parchment can be kept for longer, right? Uh, the the life shelf life of the, uh, the 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 of of the parchment is longer than cherries. cherries. you have to pick and then sell right away. So when you process process to up to the parchment level you hold it out it's like stock you hold it out waiting to to, when to sell you want to sell at when when the price is the highest but then the price could also tank and go down for example if if the tariff is lift and then lyle's coffee come in the price will go down so i think the farmer is betting um, whether it will go up and if one person start buying at, at that price the high price it will keep being like that but then, if, if everyone collude and don't buy, then the price will come down, and the farmer will have no choice. So, so I think it it's a, such an interesting economics <laughs> game being being played out right now. Yeah. Yeah,
1: at all levels, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Farmer to export. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: no, now all of this is important.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure the conversations are similar everywhere else. <laughs> uh, so. Buyers be aware, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's yeah. challenging for everybody. So uh, have a little yeah. bit of compassion and uh, maybe yeah. a little bit more understanding. Yeah, I feel like that's a, that's a pretty good update from all of us. And, uh, and you know, I'd, I'd love to hear some feedback from listeners about their uh, buying experience, even if they're buying cups of coffee, you know, like mm-hmm. what's that looking like for them? And uh, our cafe, are their favorite cafes increasing their prices or are mm-hmm. they just kind of holding steady um, and not letting the customer feel that that part of the challenge? Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for so. listening wow, guys. <laughs> to our farm <laughs> updates. It's
1: a, it's a little bit of our, our rant uh, a downer yeah. session, but I think it's also really important for us to share at this point what's happening on the ground as we get ready to... Um, export and share um, the work that we're doing.
0: Thank you. More updates to come folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we, we,
2: can, we can thank Mali now in, in, in the recording, not, not have to redo it and then add it right because we' were talking <laughs> ourselves. so thank you. Sure. Uh, Mali group condensed for supporting the, this podcast. It's a condensed company in, in Thailand that, that you know have been helping out. So thank you everyone for, for listening
1: yeah thanks for listening everyone yeah. uh, it's always good to touch base with my two favorite origins
2: yeah yeah thank you Take thank you the too for for helping with, with the producing we, we don't thank her enough and then yeah we, we,
1: she's never part of these recordings yeah. we wouldn't be able to do this without her yeah.
2: behind the scenes. yeah okay thank you